0: It's a football. It's a football. If you don't know football, you shouldn't be with a microphone in your hand.
1: Hello and welcome to Soccer Sense, the sensible football podcast. This is Tariq joining you after a brief hiatus because we have been so overwhelmed with the action Uh, along with Karan, our European correspondent. Hey guys. And Karan, we are here of course because a couple of days ago we saw the... First legs of the quarterfinals, and we are here to discuss them. Absolutely no dearth of talking points over those four games, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> so we had four really cracking first half ties. Uh, I mean, first leg ties, or or first leg of those ties. Uh, just that we had uh, o- originally kind of assumed after the draw was announced. So we'll go through them one by one and we begin of course with uh, the tie that you are saying is all the ties are, you know, like the 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 current state suggests seem to be pretty, pretty finely poised at the moment. But the tie that you are saying as at least a little bit of a clear favourite, we'll try start with that one. And that of course is Liverpool to Porto um rematch of, of a second round knockout game from last year. Liverpool got the job done, but should they have scored more goals? Uh yeah, I mean I guess you could say that. I mean
0: with this Liverpool team, you know, when they're on song they can pretty much annihilate any team in the world. So keeping that in mind I think uh the, the Liverpool could have, you know, gone into the second leg with a bigger advantage and basically killed the tie off completely in the first leg. Uh, but having said that, I think uh, we should still be happy with the result because two is still a very good result for Liverpool to go through. I'm more c- I'm more happy about the fact that they were able to kind of keep a clean sheet, uh, which is more crucial in in, in this stage of the competition than the number of goals that you kind of uh, score.
1: And but in I th- yeah. incidentally, that's their third cl- straight clean sheet against Porto, which is which <laughs> for whatever it's worth, <laughs> is is an important statistic. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad statistic to have.
0: Um, I guess, with Porto, the one thing that you know is that, you know, they're always, like we discussed in the earlier episode as well, they're always a tough side to beat when they're at home. So, the fact that Liverpool go there with an advantage, and not just an advantage, with a two-goal advantage, is a big, big plus point for them. Uh, but having said that, you know, uh, like you mentioned, none of the ties are really... You know, uh, done and dusted. Uh, relatively speaking, probably this tie I would maybe give it a 60-40 in favour of uh, Liverpool. But this Porto side still have it in them to kind of, you know, score a couple of goals at least, uh, especially through set-pieces. And if they are able to kind of negate uh, Van Dijk, I think this Liverpool team can be caught at, uh, especially when it comes
1: to set-pieces. And this Liverpool team will be heading into that game after a very crucial and high-intensity clash against Chelsea in the league. So that could that could play into the whole equation as well. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's definitely a big, big possibility. I mean, let's face it, the English FA don't really help their teams, unlike some of the other uh, football associations do for their
1: teams. And speaking of other football associations and those teams, uh, one of them rested Messi and a lot of the other starters this weekend uh, ended up with a nil-nil draw against the bottom club. But that was mainly because they were preserving some of the bigger stars for what is to come. And that is the second leg of Manchester United versus Barcelona. Uh, the first leg ended. Barcelona won, Manchester United nil. Um, Diehard Manchester United supporters were saying <laughs> that this could end up being a reverse Roma because it was on the same day uh, that they had beaten Roma 7-1 <laughs> in that famous, famous game. But it really did not turn out to be as disastrous as uh, it looked on paper, current.
0: Definitely not. I think uh, United do deserve a lot of credit for uh, the kind of shift that they put in, uh, because it was definitely uphill climbing. I mean, let's face it. Um, the, uh, under Solskjaer, Manchester United have shown a lot of improvement in uh, not just from a tactical side, but also from a pure energy energy side of the game. Right? They have shown a lot of improvement, but. I think probably this Barcelona tie was a step too far or maybe a step too early in uh, Solskjaer's tenure but having said that, uh, it could have been a lot worse and uh, I think all in all United were a bit unlucky to kind of you know come away with a 1-0 defeat considering that you know uh, it was uh, a known goal, uh, I think it was through Luke Shaw if I'm not mistaken. So, they're still in the tie. Uh, I think that is the best thing that they could have ideally hoped for, uh, that, you know, come going into the second leg at uh, the new Camp, that they should still be in the tie. So now, you never know. I mean, United can go there uh, with the attitude that, you know, they have nothing to lose and just go for it And because they're not really expected to go through. And you never know in such situations, anything is possible, like we found out in Paris.
1: Yeah, and that is where they shall be taking some inspiration from, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Speaking of taking inspiration, Tottenham Hotspur won, Manchester City <laughs> nil, the big English clash at Tottenham's new home stadium. Uh, injury to Harry Kane, which was a huge setback, but they pulled off uh, quite an important result, and Manchester City looked distinctly uncomfortable with the pace that that Tottenham set. Uh, very much so.
0: I think. Uh, I, I think in many ways was so uh held up on Harry Kane that they failed to realize that there were 10 other quality players uh, that they were on the field and uh, basically that's what happened i mean fair enough the Harry Kane injury is not an ideal uh, situation for Tottenham to be from the rest of the season perspective but from this tie if you look at it considering that they're going into the second leg at at the Etihad with the lead they don't really have to do all the running. So basically they have to kind of, you know, uh, wait for City to do all the running and they can hit them with sucker punch. But this is talking them again. I don't really know if they think in such intelligent fashion, uh, you know, uh, over, the, uh, over the course of uh, two legs. But I think what we discussed in the uh, previous pod kind of holds true because when it comes to a, uh, a Champions League two-legged tie between teams from the same association form and the previous results go out of the way because, like I said, they enter those ties Without the baggage of what's happened the previous week or what needs to happen the next week, so that was a, this was a clear example of another clear example of you know uh, these scenarios.
1: And uh, knowing Tottenham Hotspur, I mean, if they have to break their Champions League voodoo, surely this this is a huge huge game coming up that they have to demonstrate that they have what it takes to compete at this level. Absolutely,
0: I think uh, they also have the added advantage that you know City, considering that they're going to be occupied on multiple fronts. They also have a very important game coming up uh, this evening against Crystal Palace away. So it's not ideal for City to kind of you know go to Crystal Palace away on a Sunday and then play Tottenham midweek again in a Champions League tie where they are trailing. So I have a feeling that uh, one of the two.
1: Uh, trophies will slip away from City this weekend. (laughs) Which is what Vishal had said as well, so we'll find out (coughs) if that is true. Vishal, we should mention, is currently somewhere up in the mountains like he promised the last time. (laughs) Um, And uh, finally, Karan, the, the one remaining tie, which was a thriller of a game in terms of probably the most watchable game of all the four in this in this round, in terms of all-around drama, in terms of quality, in terms of excitement, uh, it was Ajax one, Juventus one. Uh, proper Champions League tie, but the action was, or at least the goal action, was condensed into this one 90 second period, like you're pointing out. <laughs> Pretty much,
0: I think it was a, it was a wonderful tie, watch, No question about it. Uh, Juventus went out there. It wasn't. The traditional defensive negative mentality that they went out with, though they did try to do that quite a, a fair bit. I asked basically you know forced Juventus to attack because it turned it, it basically seemed that the way Ajax approached the game is Juventus were just going to sit back and defend they were going to get hit multiple times so Juventus were in many ways forced to kind of you know go on the offensive and you know take the game to uh, Ajax and it really turned out to be a wonderful game to watch and uh, unfortunately the goals came in such a scenario where it basically came in the last kick of uh, the first half and Ajax's equaliser came in the first kick of the second half so it was basically a 90 second period spread across 15 minutes where it, you know, the two goals came but I think we we really have to give credit to this Ajax side they're not they weren't expected to be here but they are they weren't expected to kind of you know uh stay in the tie against uh, a team with uh, you know uh, superstars that the Juventus have they still are and uh, if Juventus are not careful uh, this Ajax team have it in them to kind of uh, you know
1: uh, get a pretty decent result in Turin and maybe even knock them out So mm-hmm. it, I mean just ask Real Madrid and, and they had to do a <laughs> lot <laughs> lot harder yeah, job much, there we don't <laughs> have to go that far <laughs> <laughs> so we will find out if that happens or if any of the other guys turn out any more interestingly than we had been thinking and of course we'll be bringing you that review after Thursday once that set of games is over and we'll know the for finalists and as well as the semifinals, because we know the part to the final is set now. In the meantime, that's all the time we have for you this week on this special EduPen episode. You can find us meanwhile on Twitter at Send soccer You can find us on any of the other podcasting platforms that you use Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mm. or even Spotify, because we are there too now. Meanwhile, this is Tariq signing off for the week along with our European correspondent Karan. See you guys. And hopefully we have four more thrilling ties to talk about next time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them.
0: Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And
1: found.